I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Have sticks, will travel. It's time for Must Have Seen TV, the podcast dedicated to the TV shows of the 20th century from... Uh, the 1950s Dragnet to NYPD Blue. I don't know. Uh, which two shows we have not done and might never do. I'm your TV guide, Brett White, and I'm also the drag queen, Barb Hardly, um, when I am not in Jonathan Hart drag. And <laughs> say hello to the snow leopard, to my glass prison full of penguins, Ethan K. Hi, Ethan. <laughs> oh, I, this is going to be a fun episode. <laughs> This is going to be a fun episode. I knew that we needed to go into the new year with something strong and that plays <laughs> on your strengths. So I was like, what about heart to heart? We're in the 80s and it doesn't get more 80s or just the uh, <sighs> chef's kiss. Um, so first of all, I will say, please go to the YouTube where we have a special bonus uh, part of this episode, as long as all the files are okay. Um, where, uh, I, I took Ethan on a special, uh, special quest. <laughs> it was exciting. A heart to heart quest. I was completely unex- not expecting anything that happened during this virtual quest. Uh, <laughs> so check us out on YouTube. That was fantastic. Uh, and, um, yeah. Uh, any other, uh, up updates? Well, you know, we did our, the last episode we did was our year in review. The year in to and i said of course that they must have seen performance of the year was of course john saxon in streets of san francisco because i am a huge john saxon fan and for just a couple dollars i was able to get an autographed photo of mr john saxon another reason for you to check out the youtube because i got this beautiful john saxon photo Autographed to Karen. I was like, yeah, what does it say? Is it just like, thanks for being a fan? Well, here's the here's the story behind it is that I bought this from the, I believe, the daughter of uh, Karen Dahey, who was a hair and makeup stylist during oh. the 70s, 80s and 90s <clears throat> in uh, TV and Hollywood and TV and film. So it says to Karen, warmest wishes, John Saxon, 10, 11, 84, 9.40 p.m. as usual. Wait, what? Is that just like when know. he was getting his hair done? Or My guess is that was probably... Um, here's my here's my fantasy scenario about this photo. Is that she... He, he This was from when he was a, a guest on the show Glitter, which was about <laughs> an entertainment magazine. Um, and she was doing the hair and makeup for that. We need to so, do that. What the, what the fuck is that? My guess is that his scenes shot late in the evening. So she, the time that she was able to get this 
um, signed was late in the evening while he was probably just hanging around waiting, waiting for a call. So, okay. Uh, we 100% have got to track glitter down. Um, the cast, <laughs> well, first of all, Artie Johnson is a series regular and Artie Johnson, one of my short Kings, one of my heroes makes me wonder, is this a comedy? Also, uh, David Bernie, um, David Bernie, uh, those, there's a bunch of Diane, the other regulars, Diane, uh, K Dorian Harewood, Melinda Kulea, Christopher Mayer, Barbara Sharma, Tracy Nelson, Tim Patrick Murphy, Arthur Hill, Morgan uh, Brittany. But even though that John Saxon was only on one episode, he's not in the main, uh, not in the main cast. But uh, Marky yeah, Post it's, a series guest for, it's, it's from Aaron Spelling. I mean, an uh, Aaron a, Spelling show about a, an entertainment magazine in 1984. This is I need to see this with Artie Johnson and Artie Johnson is a, and, a dramatic role and Tracy Nelson. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. The daughter of Ricky Nelson, oh, who wow. uh, who we, we just featured in uh, The Adventures of Ozzie and Harriet. Ozzie and Harriet. Artie Johnson played a character named Clive Richland. Um, it's got to yeah. have some kind of interest. This is us discovering things, ladies and gentlemen. Great style. Love him. I love Artie Johnson so much. So, um, yeah, this okay. is uh, the show called Glitter. <laughs> but now, yes, it is the our conversation the inspired me to get an autographed photo of John Saxon. Every family, every house, every home needs one. Needs needs us a picture of John Saxon, especially if you live in Murfreesboro, which is where he died and where which I was where he died. From. Wild. I'm gonna uh, put but... it up on my wall next to my uh, my uh, picture of Alfred E. Newman that says "What Me Worry," and another one that I'm getting of Jack Elam. Wow, mm. <laughs> yeah, but... nerdy as hell. Speaking of nerdy, let's just dive into my. Uh, let's talk about session. This week, we're traveling in November 24th, 1981. Time Bandits ruled the box office. Physical by Olivia Newton-John topped the charts. And ABC aired the Heart to Heart episode, Hearts Under Glass. Ethan, you must have seen Hearts Under Glass before today. I have, no, I have not. I have seen two episodes of Heart to Heart. One of them was uh, the one that we did last time. The Psychic. Yeah, the Psychic one, which was good. I, I, I liked it. And then for season two, uh, me and Winston Noel talked about the dog, the 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 uh, poisoned dog food episode. You've told me about that one. <laughs> it's not poisoned. It one. just makes people, I think, get like high. <laughs> um, so I just <laughs> so I, I, I just want to. So, you know what this episode is. About. <laughs> I want to tell you, like. The episodes surrounding it. So because I'm trying to go yeah. in order. So I was like, season three, we got to do season three is all bangers. It's all killer. No filler. Um, so which is which is actually disappointing because it's the only season that is not streaming on a free service. So annoying. God. And OK, so you so this episode we're about to discuss. Now, I want to tell you the episodes are heart to heart that aired before and after it. So you're a loyal heart to heart fan. You're watching every week. First up, you watch Murder Up Their Sleeve, November 17th, 1981. What first appears to be an illusion becomes reality when Jonathan Hart, lookalike bent on revenge, teams with his magician brother to plot the murder <laughs> of the real Jonathan in order to take over the Hart's corporate empire. <laughs> and then you watch this episode, which we will get to. 
And then the week after that, December 1st, 1981, Rhinestone Hearts. Jennifer's party outfit sparkles with danger when she discovers that the stunning rhinestone costume loaned to her by a cowgirl actually bears stolen diamonds worth $9 million. Ooh. So like, I don't know. Oh, this is I... what you get with this show is every single week you tune in, you're like, well, I know it's going to have Robert Wagner, Stephanie Powers, and uh, Max. Oh, God. I don't, Lionel, Lionel Standard. Jesus. I know it's going to have the three of them. Probably Freeway. Probably a little Freeway. Get a little pet on the head. Um, and then <laughs> I have did. Who knows? It that, could go that, anywhere. And it does. The Rhinestone Hearts episode also features an up and coming, uh, an actual up and coming country music singer who does like, I think, two full numbers. <laughs> well you know I, I i had to watch this on youtube because it's not available anywhere else and it's 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 a two and a half hour long video yeah and i'm like what is the, what is the rest of it so i watched the first you know 45 minutes and it's the episode hearts under glass and then suddenly it cuts to another heart to heart episode starring dean stockwell oh yeah of all people love yeah you, dressed in a confederate uh soldier uniform. right yeah there it's like a reenactment episode <laughs> and yeah. then i think it has an extended gum with the wind riff at the end of it i'm i was i was not expecting to see dean stockwell today but you know what it made the day a little bit always better, welcome so. Uh, Always. but let's not waste any more time because this week on must have ZTV, we'll be talking about the heart guard episode of hearts under glass. It is the sixth episode of season three. And it was written by Lawrence Herzog and Bill and Joe Lamond and directed by Harry Weiner. Uh, here's how the DVD box that I just read from describes the Ooh. episode. Jonathan learns that his brush with death was no accident when an eccentric art collector plans his demise so that he can obtain the ultimate art object. The beautiful Jennifer. Ethan, how accurate is that description? It's it's weirdly accurate. <laughs> I don't like to say how accurate it was, but you know what? It's very accurate. Maybe that is exactly what we are getting into. So, I mean, hey, man. <laughs> uh, I was not expecting all, uh, this at all. Like, yeah, did, I was you, expecting... did you know where this episode was going? How did? No, I was expecting <laughs> I was expecting this guy to like, I want to bump off Jonathan so I can marry jennifer and that that would make sense in my mind in my world in my neck of the woods in westchester that's that's what we do up here but uh this, this really did surprise me that he just wants to keep uh, keep her under glass yeah when i was because when i was trying to find episodes i was like man rhinestone rhinestone hearts is very good but i when i hearts under glass i was like oh i don't even need to look at the rest of the season because this episode i remember watching this for the first time and being like this is wild so we get the opening, the opening credits. You know him, you love him. That's my boss, Jonathan Hart. He's so fucking sexy. I just want to run my fingers through that lovely quaffed hair. And, oh, sorry. That's just me uh, talking about him. <laughs> As um, Max, the Neanderthal. What I do love is like by season three, you're starting to get the season five credits are the best ones because they have five seasons of just insanity to pull from. So that's what I love about like, like this one has an extended jet ski chase, Max in drag, like all of them in costumes. Like Jonathan's wearing like, like a, a, a pork pie. He's dressed like one of those old timey music man, like Barkers or whatever with the, like the red and white striped suit coat and the, the hat and then a big fur coat. And he's like, ah, it's great. <laughs> this is insane. The YouTube video didn't have the opening credits. So oh. I, I missed out on those. 
it's just such a it's just like hey hey guys here's the insanity that we've done for three years now uh the episode opens with a what i wrote a nefarious baldy in his office wearing we only see his white glove yeah it's it's uh so i the, the episode started on youtube with um the the curt the 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 window shades going down yes 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 and yes. some bald person is showing another bald person um this the the perfect person that that he has found that the so computer has the computer shows Jennifer Hart <laughs> and it's he's shot like Doctor Claw from Inspector Gadget for this entire scene like you only see his hand and he's from behind and then the curtain goes down and this. Then the guy is like, the computer chose your perfect mate, the perfect woman, Jennifer. And then it just shows photos, her skiing, her uh, like uh, glamour shoots, climbing mountains. And then it's an just... awful photo of the two of them together. Can we like, just he talk? He looks great. He looks great. But she like they caught her like mid sneeze or something. She's terrible. It does not, this, a good, not a good photo. I wrote down in my notes. Why does this picture exist in universe? Because this is a promo photo of Robert Wagner and Stephanie Powers selling heart to heart, which makes total sense. They are glamorous celebrities in a glamorous show. You take a glamorous photo. You send that to newspapers. But why do yeah. Jonathan and Jennifer Hart? Had this photo. Why were they doing group glamour shots? The two. Of, it's great. I love it. Engagement photos. This yeah. Is, that's, they, when, they, that's when people take photos. Engagement. Yeah. Photos. And, and of course, the heart's like, well, our engagement photos need to have me laying down seductively behind you with like a wine glass and you're holding a rose or whatever. And your face needs to be scrunched up in a very strange <laughs> fashion. Like it was it, it. It took me out of it. But, you so know, who are talk about these two baldies. So these two baldies are um, <laughs> the, the there is um, Dodsworth Nash Dodsworth who, Nash who is the reclusive billionaire played by who, John Daner who so the, just talk about Dodsworth Nash we don't know he's he's a collector he doesn't show us collection to anyone he doesn't appear in public he's just wealthy he has an office do, do you think that office is in his house it has to be yeah it has he doesn't he's a recluse much anything wow. he doesn't leave and he has henchmen and cronies galore. Yeah, he's got a house full of cronies. Now, the actor John Daner, I thought it was interesting. He's he started his career not as an actor, but as an in-between animator for Disney before the war. Um, he he worked on Bambi and Fantasia and The Reluctant Dragon, and he is in The Reluctant Dragon, the movie, because the Reluctant Dragon is is atypical of most Disney films. It was during the 1940s where Disney's like people really want to see how the Disney uh how the Disney studio works. Yeah. So he has Robert Benchley take a tour of the Disney studio as they are trying to put together a a movie, The Reluctant Dragon. So he stops by the story department and the sound oh, department yeah. and other things. And uh as he goes to the story department, there are animators um, putting up storyboards for a little cartoon called Baby Weems, um, <laughs> which is about a super smart baby. And the main animator for that is actually an actor played by Alan Ladd, who is oh. very, very famous, famous name. This is pre-fame Alan Ladd. And one of the assistant animators was an actual animator from the studio, which was John Daner. <laughs> wow. Um, he played a lot of con men and bad guys Radio, TV, 
um, a lot of Westerns. Uh, he had a regular gig on the Doris Day show as the editor. Cy oh, Bennett. okay. Uh, and one of the and, many, many casts that that show had. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't remember if he, he wasn't in the one that we, that we, I did. don't think so. Uh, but his big his big break, uh, his big claim to fame was he was in 106 episodes of Have Gun Will Travel, the radio show, as the main cal- character Paladin. That enough. Not so. the Spider-Man villain Paladin. No. Right? He's like, yeah, he's like a Spider-Man character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the other guy whose face looks familiar. He's Ben Piazza. Uh, did a lot of, just did a lot of TV. So you might've seen him from that kind of stuff. Um, the thing that, that IMDB says he's known for is in the blues brothers. There's the poor part where they're, they're out eating and there's a family next to them. And, and, uh, Dan Aykroyd goes, how much for the little girl? How, how much will you pay for the little girl? He's like trying to buy Ben Piazza's daughter. Um, <laughs> okay. as they're out to eat. Um, yeah. <laughs> But homosexual came out, right? Like uh, that's good. passed away of AIDS, unfortunately. Oh, but, uh, you know, he he was from from what I what I read. Uh, he was married and he said, no, I got to live my truth mm. and uh, was in a relationship with uh, with this. The love of his life. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? He was a great uh, Mr. Kane. Mr. Kane, that's his I name. I wish yeah. that this show had recurring villains because also, like, I mean, the, the dog food episode, so the people that poison the dog food is a, like, mad scientist in a wheelchair and his, like, leather-clad bombshell, like, badass lady sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, like, one episode. So, like, this is just, like, he is a full-blown James Bond villain. Like, He's a germaphobe who has a Gutenberg Bible and a snow leopard. And he, of course, wants Jennifer Hart. And they will yeah. kill Jonathan in order to get her. That was the plan. <laughs> they, 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 they announced the plan in the opening scene that he wants. You think he's he's going to marry her because it sounds like he's going to marry her. Yeah. But he just says we have to we have to kill Jonathan Hart. Um, uh, and that's bad timing because this is their fifth anniversary. Yeah. So this is also where um, the heart to heart is queer relationship goals. I love them because they're adults. Uh, well, OK, so the the voiceover says, when was Stephanie Powers actually born? Not to put her on the spot or whatever. Yeah, there's there's but the whole thing. they do say uh, Stephanie Powers birthday um, 42. So so Jennifer Hart is seven years younger than uh stephanie powers because they said she was born in 49 um but i do like so these are like adults who met as adults who just got married if they, this is season three so they got I, married two years before the show started well, they say they say it's their fifth year anniversary <laughs> oh of, of, of being married being Although, married yeah would they do show when they met and they met in london um but yeah no but i just like they don't have kids they just have a lovely house they just love having sex and like going to art gallery openings, <laughs> outdoor art gallery openings. I don't know. Uh, That's something they they Jonathan gives her a five carat ring. Uh, sorry, a ten carat ring diamond for their fifth anniversary. And he said, oh, I wanted to get you a five carat, but they only had ten in stock. You'll uh, grow into it. You'll grow into it. That's oh, and I do speaks, but 
I need to uh, also, of course, we got to have a Jonathan outfit, a Jonathan outfit check, um, because this is a very good overview of Jonathan's entire wardrobe. This episode, we open up with him wearing a, you know, a button down with a neckerchief tied around his neck and then a velvet like shawl collared smoking jacket. And it's oh, great. Um, <laughs> and I'm sure you noticed that. Absolutely. <laughs> This is where my mind goes. I um, always, I just want to look at Max because Max is just such a weird character. I love you guys. I love both of you guys. I love that he. I, I also, I love that moment of him just being like, "Oh, I love you guys." It's like, oh, yeah. by the, the end of the episode, you're going to be wearing like a Groucho mask, <laughs> infiltrating a mansion as a glass expert. <laughs> if you haven't seen the show, Max is unfrozen caveman butler. Yeah, he. he, <laughs> he, he He's he's just like I, I, he's the best part of the show for me. I, I think he's great. Uh, he's played by Lionel Stander. Um, uh, just I wrote down some biographical notes. He was in the the he did a lot of stuff kind of like pre-war, mm. um, including in the dough with Shemp Howard and Fatty Arbuckle. Hell yeah. Um, and he was in a completely separate Life of Riley radio show as Riley before the William Bendix radio God. show that got turned into a TV <laughs> show. Everything, all roads lead. It back all comes somehow. back to Life of Riley. Life of Riley. Um, and it, he was a founder of SAG. Word. He was a founding member of SAG, which brought him uh, a lot of unwanted um, Joseph McCarthy attention. Where he was blacklisted for a number of years, um, he could only do theater until he's just like, "Screw you guys!" Went to London. Screw you guys! I'm doing Screw double. Screw you guys! I'm going to London. Double, doing the double bird, and he <laughs> went to London. Re, re, restarted his career. In I thought London. you were going to say wreaked havoc. Wreaked havoc. He yeah, probably I mean, did. You know, he is Ben Grimm. Like I would not be yeah. surprised if Jack Kirby was like, uh, "Yeah, that guy." <laughs> He literally was cup in the transformers. Which, yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, so there was this weird. So like, oh God, I love. So first of all, I just, Jonathan Hart is one of my favorite fictional characters of all time. And I mean, yes, part of that is Robert Wagner being the sexiest man of all time. Absolutely. But I love that. He looks like that and makes the worst jokes, the absolute <laughs> Were and knowingly so when he's like, I got you a little token from Mimlice from New York City. Since we can't, since we're not going, since we can't go to New York City, well, that's, 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 that's later. Token. That's later. No, it's it's this it's this scene right here. Right? Oh, that's yeah, right. That's right, that's right. And he hands her the gift, and she's like, and he, she opens it. It's literally a subway token, and he's like, keep pulling it out, and then that's where the five, the ten carat ring is. Um, but since they can't go to New York because he has worked something. Yeah, she, he's going to be taking her to Dodsworth. Nash is going to show off. Uh, is going to like donate a sculpture to an art something or other. And Jennifer is immediately like, oh, man, he's a recluse. We got to go see this. Like she's on board. <laughs> like okay. he's a freak. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a he's a freak with money. We're we have money, but we're not freaks yet. <laughs> so we're going to we're going to go see the other freak as he displays his art. Which is, it looks like a, you know, spoiler, it looks like the shovel of uh, construction equipment. Or it looks like a bunch of just like giant red metal check marks just connected by. A... It looks like a plow. It's, it like yeah, a red it, it's, plow. it probably was. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Uh, 
So then the next scene is they're at the this art gallery donation ceremony. Jonathan is wearing a gray double-breasted suit, peak lapels, which is his like default suit. Absolute, uh, stunningly handsome. We love him. Uh, and then he enter Dodsworth Nash. So like, how does he enter this situation? I wrote, is he Doctor Moreau? <laughs> he's he's black sunglasses, black tuxedo, just like. He's dressed. He's dressed. Overdressed. Um, <laughs> two hand, two guy got the gloves and got a henchman like holding an umbrella over him. Yeah, and the henchman is Kane. Yes, and then Piazza as Kane. I like Kane. I now, like Kane. As far as henchmen go, like sure, he's only in one episode, but you know what? He's a great he's, henchman. He's great and very memorable. This. Now. We have to talk about, I think money cannot buy you uh, planning and strategy skills. No. Dodsworth Nash, super rich. And he's like, the way that they're going to kill Jonathan is the dumbest <laughs> thing. The dumbest way. they His plan is to pay $50,000 to the crane operator. And, so, and as they are lifting this giant plow up to put on some plinth or something they they swing it wide and it's and and Nash pushes Jennifer aside and the plow is supposed to hit um Jonathan now and kill when him. you can kill him which it doesn't cuz oh. he jumps out of the way i am just like how how did they arrive on this like <laughs> poison him like come on <laughs> you could easily yeah there are easier ways to kill people than in front of everyone <laughs> that you've via, invited to this event <laughs> via art sculpture via sculpture death via sculpture via crane like and i mean as we find out later that crane operator dead like for missing he gets fed to a snow leopard <laughs> off, I, off camera i want i'm gonna have to look now the inflation calculator to see how much $50,000 in 1981 is worth now. So, um, if in 1981 purchased an item for $50,000 in 2023, it would be, well, $169,000. Yeah, that's I mean, cool. I would, if I was a crane operator, I would, I would put my crane operating uh, <laughs> career <laughs> on the line. You'd use your uh, crane operating license for evil. Also, like, what? What is the next? Like, if they investigate that at all, what is the crane operator's excuse for swinging wide like that? Like, whoops, my knee hit the gear shift or something. And I killed a millionaire. That killed a millionaire. God, it's great. Uh, and so what, now, and, what, and what's the billionaire's? What? Uh, there's a line that that. Um, that cracked me up where they, they talk about his world's foremost collection. And she says, what is it? What is a collection of? And he goes, everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, we do. I mean, a glass case full of penguins and Da Vinci's sketches. Like it's yeah, like, I, covered. When you say everything, that means you're a hoarder. Yeah. 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 You're a a very you have, hoarder. you have, you know, years worth of newspapers and uh, cereal boxes. Yeah. So now, now the next scene, we're back in the bed. We're in the heart uh, master bedroom and. Jonathan is wearing his cute pajamas. His arm is in a sling. 
And they're both like, oh, we should really thank uh, Mr. Nash for like saving your life. Like, I can't believe. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, Nash came to the house to apologize. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's downstairs. I noticed. Now, I I also noticed Max's uh, outfit. Max is wearing a vest. The silk back of the vest looks like it has tiny Pegasuses on it. (laughs) Which I was like, that's good. Max has something in the next scene, an apron that is unbelievably good. We will, we will, we'll get to it, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that, uh, an outfit so good that that should be the YouTube, uh, thumbnail is, is Max in this apron. He always has crazy aprons. It's like one of his defining characteristics, which I love. Okay. Well, so, um, the Nash invites Jennifer to dinner. Um, oh, he sends her some flowers and yeah, gets it out. Uh, okay. And I, again, have to talk. I'm sorry, but everything Jonathan wears is so good in this episode. White cardigan, a maroon kind of like striped shirt. And then baby, he's got to have the arm in a sling. So you better believe he's taken like one of his red satin polka dot neckerchiefs and is tied around and he's just sitting there with it in a sling. And later on in the next thing, when he's wearing a tuxedo, he's got a matching black. It's like an artistic, simple paisley, like white on black. And it's like, I love this man. I love they that. He's like, how, I, they knew how this, how, how this was going to go. I have to, I have to match my makeshift slings to my outfits. They gotta be, yeah. I love it so much. I love it. So they much. knew he was style personified. So they're like, he he just added an accessory that the, accessory has to match. Yeah. And this is also where we find out like right around here is where we find out that like they're like, hey, also t- the crane guy's loose end. Take care of him for me. This is where we learn out Dodson Nash or what Dodsworth Nash ain't fucking around. No, no, he he'll he'll kill anyone. He, he'll, he, he wants to kill Jonathan. Nothing will Jonathan. He says that he even compares Jennifer to a snow leopard. He's like, this is no different than the snow leopard. We just took that snow leopard. (laughs) Uh, We, we, we have a little scene with um, Jonathan and Jennifer talking at uh, outdoors. This is their outdoor. No, that the the out, the, the outdoor is, they is the anniversary scene. And then the, the apron is when they're being served a breakfast at their little nook in the living room or in the, in the kitchen. Okay. And so, then, then we have them uh, at Dodsworth because he has invited yes. Jennifer. I did not think that he expected her to bring a plus one. Because she, she had also said that Jonathan hasn't been cutting his meat well these days, which is a very strange thing to say. I assume it was about his, his broken yeah. arm, but it's, just, it's it sounds an like odd way of, of saying like he is injured. But Max's apron is, it is a white apron with a blue um, ribbon around the back. It has numerous military medals across one breast (laughs) and right around the center is a giant star of David. (laughs) It is, it is, but first I thought it was like a Masonic apron, like a very strange Masonic (laughs) apron, but it's kind of like a Masonic apron that grew long and got military badges on it. (laughs) It is unbelievable i wrote in big letters max apron <laughs> what the fuck i, I wrote that too uh, i god 
this show, they, they knew what they were doing because like the next scene, so the scene of them like it opens and it's like a tight, tighter shot of Doddsworth and Jonathan and Tuxes and Jennifer in a gown and they're at the end of this table and then it cuts to like a wide shot and they are all at, crowded at the far end of a long empty table and they're like oh I expected there to be more people this morning. <laughs> so she says like oh well, like uh, I'm sorry that no one else could make it. Yeah it's, and, and then my favorite one of my favorite moments of the episode is in the previous scene after Jennifer gets invited and Jonathan's like, Oh, flowers. And he's invited you to dinner. And she's like, Oh, well, do you want to come? And he says like, I wouldn't miss it for all the, for all the disinfected in the broom closet. And it's like, okay, fine. And then at the next scene, they're there. And Dodsworth is like, Oh, so glad you could come. And he was like, Oh, I wouldn't miss it for all the, she's like, Jonathan, <laughs> all the dis, no, stop it. It's very much like on Bob's burgers. When Bob has to be like, Gene, <laughs> I love it. God. Oh. And also all of Nash's like Nash is an extremely wooden, unpleasant character. Yeah. There is no buttering anybody up. It is just an expectation that everyone will do what he says. Just exactly. Say. Just, Even if it yeah. is just like, well, you're a person that I will now have. I have to say he has to be the worst boss. I like yeah. Out of any millionaire you could work for, I do think he's up there as one of the worst. Yeah, it's he's he's getting he's getting up there in age, so he's he's kind of lost a lot of that kind of like soft soap. He's just a little bit more like he's gruff in a non-max kind of way. Yeah, and it's like he's a germaphobe, a very strict germaphobe, so lots of rules, lots of no touchies, yeah. lots of uh, everything that'd be clean. And then he collects like exotic animals. So we yeah, all but- watch Tiger King. We know that ain't easy. Well, yeah, we, we that moves us bring, actually into the next um, the next scene. Yeah, where, they, where that he shows them around. Them. Yeah, he shows them their his his collection, which is um, some diamonds. We, yeah, there's a big diamond, a 220 carat diamond. There are Da Vinci sketches that are matted very strangely. Yeah, <laughs> it's like uh these Da Vinci sketches are are matted under one board that has multiple squares cut out of it, and each of these Da Vinci sketches is under one of these squares. So it's, it's just like, one long piece of cardboard, mat board. It's, with it's like how windows. my parents would display, uh, like how how display um, like Opryland vacation photos in like a it's like, <laughs> it's like a, a weird scrapbook. Way. It's a very like pale advent calendar. Yeah, and then. You bet. Well, then Jonathan spots a broken case, which is like the, the Gutenberg. I'm assuming it's a Gutenberg Bible. They say it's a Bible later, but I mean, like he's going to have yeah. a, a, an important Bible. It's cracking the case, not hermetically sealed. Uh Oh, that'll come back. And then they hear some growling. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. The it's... snow leopard is just like within earshot. <laughs> yep. Loud enough. And and he admits, I have multiple animals. I believe I take care of them very, they're very properly. They're very well taken care of as far as I'm concerned. But Jennifer says, needs to be free. That animal needs to be free. Like, oh, yeah, she she doesn't know what's about to happen. And then we go to a commercial. <laughs> oh, yeah. Commercial. And then because, picnic. <laughs> yeah. Picnic in the park. <laughs> With a with a weird hitman standing behind them, uh, it, in the there are so many people. Like, how many how many like kidnappings, assassinations, and murders do you have to 
do you have to be doing on a regular to justify having this many hitmen on like regular payroll? Yeah. Yeah. He's doing a lot. <laughs> he he has to get all of these things legally or illegally. He has to have these Da Vinci sketches. <sighs> so the picnic, Jonathan is wearing this nice jeans, some nice Nike sneakers, which he very rarely wears sneakers. Um, and a like a like kind of like a green pullover with like a zip front. Um, so I love this. She's like, I got to go get a hot dog. She goes to the hot dog. She runs into Mr. Crane. And she invites him back to their picnic. Yeah, it's so nice. But if then he she had said, only said yes. If yeah. he had only said yes, everything would have been would have fallen into place. Two paths, snowy wood, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says when he's like, uh, no, Dodds, Mr. Nash needs to talk to you right now. And she's like, you're standing between me and my mustard. <laughs> oh, and he points out that behind Jonathan is a man with a gun. Yeah. And then he kidnaps her. And then, baby, we get stunts. He kidnaps her in the largest car uh, <laughs> available. Broad daylight in a very public park. Yeah. And Jonathan, like, the severity of Jonathan's injury is very all over the place. In yeah. Because he yeah. gets kind of better right here and then immediately re-injures it because he, like... He hangs on the back of a trunk of a car. Yeah, and it it's around. I re cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Realize, like, it's the start. Like, he's running to chase the car. The car that goes in reverse to, like, hit him. And I think I am so desensitized to modern, like, you know, stunts. Yeah. That I have to realize this is 1981. That real car really hit a real person who really like <laughs> jumped into the back and slammed into that back windshield. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that's why the stunts were so good. There was no CGI. There was no special effects. It was just a man in, in a, a car hanging off a car that flipped him around and he he fell off. I just what I love about this show is that like it gets it has some wild stunts. So you're like, this show is about two rich people that just keep wandering into murders. That's what <laughs> I love about Bollywood movies, like old Bollywood movies, too. It's, it's, it's kind of like, I don't think you guys had the budget for special effects, but that man looks very hurt. Like, <laughs> you're that's, uh, the, that's your main actor and he's crawling through fire right now because I love it. That's how you filmed it back back then. And I and also I do love like the stunt person, like they did a good job of matching him with Jonathan. There are sometimes though, oh boy, it is. Oh, when they there, there's a scene later on where Kane and Jonathan are fighting and falling mm. down the stairs, and Kane suddenly has a full head of hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they, the HD doesn't forgive. Uh, and now we see what the ultimate plan is for Jennifer. She wakes up. In a bed that is not her own. She goes to a door, a window, like opens the window and oh, no, there's bricks. And she goes to a door and opens the door and there's glass and bricks. <laughs> and then the curtain pulls back on the fourth wall and there Dodsworth Nash sits. 
in a smoking jacket and his white gloves, marveling at his new acquisition. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what he's wearing. He's it's in her little socialite terrarium. Yeah, it is. It is creepy. He has every, he has everything that she wants, including a closet full of her favorite colors. Her, um, yeah, that was that's, that's I, well, how you said it. Oh, you know uh, the rich guys. He's he's very Mister Fish Owner again from Bob's Burgers. <laughs> he's very like oh, I would like um five foods, five six foods. <laughs> yes, like this is very like I went shopping and got all of your favorite colors all your favorite colors and then he he questions why she's not eating her salad it's from this really fancy restaurant i always i always think that's funny too is that when you get if you've ever gotten like an animal like a pet and you put the food in front of it and it doesn't eat like the first day that you get it and it's like scared and freaked out you're like something's wrong it's not eating the food like you, you put a like a frog oh, in a yeah. tank with like some some crickets and you're like why isn't the frog eating the crickets it's like you put the crickets in 30 seconds ago <laughs> you you put His Jennifer Hart in the terrarium 30 seconds ago she just <laughs> woke up she's not going to eat her salad and then i then like when Jennifer's like conversation like talking back to him I'm just like, I deserve to leave and like about like the, the indignity, the human right. And like, <laughs> she's crying like she, but she's doing the, like, she is so full of like dignity and is doing the, like, you know, welling up with tears while asserting her rights as a human. And I'm like, give the bitch an Emmy. This is great. <laughs> she is so good. There's a weird moment. It happens twice. And I, don't, I don't know if you noticed this, but Nash leans against the glass to talk to her and he's talking to her and it's creepy. And yeah, they show her reflection in the glass, but the reflection of the glass is really just the scene that was filmed earlier. Yeah. Uh, just superimposed next to his face. So With it's like a just... blurry, like a, like a blurry outline. Yeah. So it looks like, I mean, it looks it looks like he it looks like he's Porter Wagner and then Dolly Parton's over his shoulder singing back up, you know, what? <laughs> and, and it's it should be like it's a reflection show. It should be flipped. It's not like it's and then when they show her, you can kind of see his actual reflection. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's a very yeah, it's very creepy. Like they and, filmed her through the glass, but they filmed him without the glass. I don't know I, why. And I don't think it is convincing for what they're going for at all. It's not a reflection it is it is literally it is fully it's a graduation they, photo where you're you're also appearing over your own yeah, shoulder. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah, it's very it is very uh very very strange. <laughs> uh and now back so now we're back at Hart Mansion and I do believe we are in the outfit that I am trying to replicate right now. Oh. Uh because he's still doing drag. Uh the the checkered shirt with three buttons unbuttoned, gold <laughs> necklace, I, ID bracelet, pinky ring, gold watch, and then like a windbreaker and then jeans. Um, you folks I'm, listening to the podcast and not watching it on YouTube, Brett's got the whole thing going. I Well, I call the how I dress hardcore, so because it's <laughs> influenced by Bob Newhart and uh, Jonathan Hart. So I I could recreate almost all of his. If there wasn't a whole bunch of Christmas boxes in front of my tuxedo, I was considering wearing my tuxedo. <laughs> <But clears throat> I love him. Um, and then, man, 
this episode just like tossing characters at you. I'm like, I love, I, I, oh, I love, I love how routine this is for Jonathan and Max at this point, where they're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I mean, by now they usually have called in and asked for a risk. We got, I got the money for the ransom all ready for you. But why did they call? And then later, Jonathan says, like, Max, like, well, I'm going with you. So it's like, no, I'll do this one alone. <laughs> this one. <laughs> this happens all the time. Um, but so, you know, they get a call from a woman with like a side ponytail, a young girl. Yeah. She just wants $5,000. <laughs> and they're like, uh, what? Uh, let's talk real quick about um, this woman, Cheryl Smith. Ooh. Uh, she's known for she's done. I mean, she's done a, a, a lot of a lot of films, um, but uh, she was the female lead in Laser Blast, um, which Wait. was the the last Mystery Science Theater episode before they went to to uh, Sci Fi Channel. Oh my god! <laughs> she was in The Incredible Melting Man, which was also on Mystery Science Theater, and um. I believe she was in the porn version. Oh, she was in Phantom of the Paradise. Oh, wow. I believe she was in the porn version of Cinderella. <laughs> was she Cinderella? Lead. Yes, she was. Okay, good. Um, Yeah. <laughs> is that before or after this career? This is before. This is before. Um, Heart to Heart came came much later. Uh, She this was it was one of her last roles. Oh, Oh, wait, what happened? Is she okay? She dead? Uh let's see. I'm looking she's a B a B picture actor. Uh oop. she got hepatitis. Uh she was a member of the Runaways. Oh, really? Yeah. Um but she turned to uh heroin. And she unfortunately passed away. Rainbow Smith. Cheryl Rainbow Smith is the, the actor's name. Um, it's a lot of, lot of sad endings these oh, days. Oh, man, but. yeah. But so I do like I do like this scene, though, because it does answer the question. Because at first I was like, well, what the fuck happened to that crane assassin? Like, they, they are they going to leave it just like, like you, you take care of him? So this girl, and she's like 20, like she looks, she's playing very young. She's the crane guy's girlfriend. They were going to get married. $169,000. They were, he was going to quit. He, she, they, you know, they were going to get married. They were going to get away. So she, now she's like, I want $5,000, which is the equivalent of $17,000. And like now, like. That's also like weird. If, if someone walked up to me as like seventeen thousand dollars, I'd be like, "It's a very specific number." <laughs> yeah, five thousand dollars, I guess, is if someone said like five thousand dollars, I'd be like, "Okay, you rounded to the five thousand. That makes sense." He ba- so like he goes there expecting her to have information on Jennifer, and she's like, "No, don't you know that like my boyfriend was basically hired to kill you? That thing was." Uh, Dodsworth Nash's whole thing. And so I was wondering, do you have any like what's going on? Because uh, Carl's missing. And and then he she does say like, no, I don't I don't want the five thousand. I just I just asked for that to get you here. And then he makes sure that she takes that money 
because she needs it. And also because he's not going to do anything to find Carl. <laughs> and also she <laughs> he he does not care about well, and also she at the end of the scene, she's like, Yeah, go find your like why like she doesn't even say find out something about Carl for me. <laughs> she's like and she doesn't and she doesn't want the money. No. I mean he, she gets she, it anyway. Um she chooses not to get the money. Now then we go to the uh so now we're back at the house, and this is what I alluded to, I think, in our uh side video. Uh, the 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 extended shot of Jonathan sitting next to a Van Gogh self-portrait, almost making the exact same face as the Van Gogh <laughs> self-portrait. And the camera stays on him for a long time. And what's what is he talking about? He's talking is he's talking to Max. I think they're trying to figure out where Jennifer, like, where could she be? And it's like, well, obviously she's got to be at. Dotsworth Nash's place Nash's house because he like puts it all together so quick he's like well obviously he would want to kidnap her because she's a perfect piece of art <laughs> <laughs> and then you know Max is going to go undercover you know so in the context of the show which we do actually get some um, allusions to this Jonathan is an orphan and like rough and tumble childhood you know uh pickpocket and probably very aladdin uh and then max <laughs> becomes like his essential like foster father slash butler like the guy that kind of like molds him into the man he needs to be you know Alfred so that's Pennyworth. Yeah. yeah yes oh god he'd be such a good batman um he'd be a horrible batman but i would love it uh <laughs> he'd be very adam west um but yeah, so like that is so like you gotta imagine that when like oh Jennifer's been kidnapped, we get to break out the disguises, let me get the trunk. Like, <laughs> are they excited about this? Because they immediately go to fake mustaches and like slapping some bad signs on this van and the enormous these enormous Yoko Ono sunglasses, <laughs> these huge sunglasses. I love it. Uh, and so. Uh. <laughs> Because he, he's going to fix the glass that Jonathan pointed out yeah, uh, was broken when they toured the house. So he like rolls up to the house and they're like, we don't know why. It's like, well, don't you got like a broken case? And they're like, oh, yeah, OK. <laughs> we do have a broken case. They Wait. they wand him down with a metal detector. They find the glass cutter. They find the glass was cutter. Jonathan they... hanging on. Yes, he was hanging Wait, he on wasn't... underneath the van. No, not while it was moving, right? Well, how else could he have gotten there? He didn't leave the van and then sneak because under. They opened the, yeah, because they opened the van to like check it and it's empty. And then he's under these guys. Yeah. Jennifer disappears for five seconds. And all of a sudden, <laughs> and all of a sudden in. Max is dressed in, in coveralls with a big fake mustache and glasses. And Italian <laughs> accent. Isn't it an like, Italian accent? Yes, on. he did. God, um, so good. And so then to like also help Max like get around Jonathan outside, like what does he, he pours like soap. Yeah. He pours uh, like into the vents, like lemon scented pledge. Yeah. Into the, into the air conditioner unit. So the entire house smells like um, uh, lemon, I guess yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's noticeable. It's, it's obvious. And of course this is going to get to your germaphobe. He's freaking out. 
they've they've turned the alarm off because because Max is like, oh, I can't I you know what I can't work with you got the alarm on. And he says, do I look like the kind of guy going to steal a Bible? <laughs> In this Italian accent, that's life with Luigi all over again. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, so like at this point is where they realize, oh, maybe Jennifer needs the perfect mate maybe Which that will make her happy just, if i were them i just i just shoot him i just shoot yeah. jonathan hart just shoot jonathan hart no no, no he's perfect he's the perfect mate <laughs> oh god um but they so they put him in there and then they have this long conversation like jonathan and jennifer are not under glass hearts under glass and uh-huh. are both kane and dodsworth like are there and they're like yeah even if the cops come, they will never find you because this room is underground and impossible to find. And then the next scene, like Max sees them come out. He walks over and like pushes a button on the on the little like Scots and then just goes and finds them immediately. Finds them immediately <laughs> and says, I'm going to use my I'm going to use my glass cutter. No glass man should be without it. And he goes to to start cutting the glass, and then they find him. <laughs> the well, the Nash, he doesn't I mean, know Nash how finds to do him. it. He does not how to do it for some reason. He's like, how, now how do you cut glass? Which is also like, I I'm kind of like, like, I think that seems pretty intuitive. And then Jonathan, which I'm now like, uh, during his orphan pickpocket days, probably had to do this. He knows immediately. He's like, get scour the glass. Got to do it like he knows everything. <laughs> uh, they also at this point is when they do mention um, throw. Uh, we'll 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 feed you to the we'll feed Max. They're like, oh, get Max when they when they capture him. Like, get Max, feed him to the snow leopard like Carl. Like, <laughs> I I will say that this episode doesn't let anything drop. Yeah, like, all yeah. these little hints are just are dropped like are, like throughout, and they all come back. Carl was eaten snow by leopard. the snow leopard. Um, yeah, it, it just oh, all and then comes back. How they get out is. They like Jonathan or well, Jennifer's like, just oh, so despondent, looks at her ring and is like, I'll never get to grow into it. And he's like, diamond, but 10 carat diamond cuts glass. And then he just cuts that glass, baby. Yep. And then he knocks it out with a chair leg and they escape. Which... OK, and then they so then they go back up to the hallway and now they're sneaking down the hallway. They see two like a pair of loafers pe- peeking out behind a clock in clock out thing like it's a weird like security <laughs> panel well they see they they see the the, the he- first they see the henchman and they get a ve- vase and they pull the flowers out of the vase and he sneaks up with the vase and jennifer sneaks up with the flowers yeah like she's gonna hit like scourge him with the flowers and but then it, max he- comes out and they're like oh okay and then max says that instead of taking it like he was waiting they put max with the penguins <laughs> I was in a glass case full of penguins. But he got a second glass cutter. Ah, he's a good yeah, glass yeah. man. And so then uh, then the actual henchman comes. They do the whole thing again. Different vase. <laughs> Different vase. Flowers. And then he takes the vase to the big guys. It's the assassin guy from the park. Yeah. From takes the, park. the vase, smashes it into like his shoulder. Yeah. And it knocks him out cold. Well, it's a prop. It's prop glass. I don't know yeah. if you can just take a whole prop vase and smash it over someone's head. I don't know. I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Heart in to film. heart usually goes hard. So this is. Oh, they can run someone over with a car, but they can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And then we get a fight between Jonathan and, and Kane. Yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous. Kane, the act, the stuntman playing Kane not only has a full head of hair, but the back of it is is painted gray. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you, if you want to see it again, but it's it's a full head of hair because Mike Piazza is bald all the way to like the yeah. back of his head. This stunt actor has all the hair and it is spray painted gray for some reason. <laughs> Not all and of this, it, just the this back. This fight is like both of their necks and backs would be fucking broke because they like tumble down the stairs yeah. over over railing. Like they have a full railing kill moment, like just like go over and then drop. And then when we when we catch up with them, where they landed was on stairs. <laughs> and Jonathan landed on top of Kane. I'm like, man, that back will be broken. Yeah, Kane's Kane's not doing so well. No. Um critical hit. And then out walks fucking. Do they go no, they go find Dodsworth Nash. Which they shouldn't, which, well, you know, the, I, part of me is like, they shouldn't have done that. But then I'm like, where are they, what are they going to do? Go to the police. He's already said he, they can't go to the police. He's above the police. Yeah. But I'm like, what else would you do? I guess you confront him, uh, confront him and sneeze on him. That's what I was like. I would, that's what I mean. My mind immediately Spit on him. Just go, like, <laughs> but instead he like backs, he's like, Oh, backs and like backs into a chair. The chair like breaks the chair and chair cuts his glove and he starts bleeding and freaking out. Yeah. And it's 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 kind of anticlimactic as he's kind of threatened them and he's just taken down by a cut on his hand. Knowing the hate, that's you know, he flew too close to the sun. Germaphobes <laughs> shouldn't be uh handling all this old dusty stuff. That's why it's all under hermetically sealed yeah. glass. And then the final uh the little uh, coda that we get is you know, they're in bed. And they're having breakfast in bed. Jennifer's serving Jonathan. And of course, his shirt is halfway unbuttoned because that's just how he lives. Um, and then she got they she's like, well, actually, our anniversary is the wood anniversary. So I got you this present. And he opens it up and it's two chopsticks. And then, of course, because it is the year 1981 and someone said the word chopsticks, we have to hear that music cue. Yeah. It's the just, I'm not going to do it. No, because you know it. But just remember, it's the beginning of Kung Fu fighting by Carl Douglas. Like, right. And then and then like for the for some reason, like the entire rest of like the little coda, like the next like 10 seconds is all tinged with that music. And it's like gee, and she's, she's like, oh, there's a card. The card is just like a piece of paper folded over. <laughs> <laughs> it's like tell me I want to go to the Peking Palace. And he's like, oh, where's the Peking Palace? And she's like, it's in Peking. It's a Chinese music. restaurant in Peking. And then he says the line that he says, have sticks, will travel, which is a throwback to uh, the actor who played Nash, John Daner, his role in have gun will travel. Like I'm that blows my was mind. That, that they're, was that like known enough that viewers would be like, Oh, viewers in 1981. Well, it's, because it's, he but, wasn't on, he wasn't on the have gun will travel TV show was he, he was on the radio show. You know, that's a good question. He might've, he probably guessed it, but now I have to find, I, now I have to find that out. So I feel like that's like, that is probably like Robert Wagner being a super because he's a super nerd about old Hollywood and stuff because he was a part of it, baby. Um, oh, probably yeah. Th those stories. I The more I learned about him, the more I was, I'm like, oh, you 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 didn't have a lot of good movies. 
Oh, Robert Wagner. Yeah, he, he oh, did no. not. No, uh, Prince Valiant, maybe. <laughs> um, he was um, in Towering Inferno and like what Journey the Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, right? No, he was in um no no the the boat the Shelley Winters the boat <laughs> das boot <laughs> <laughs> down periscope. No. Uh, uh, the things I have his big thing was it takes a thief. Um, yes, which I a, oh I, what I need to watch. He was a studio player for Twentieth Century Fox, so he did he just did a lot of B films. Yeah, just a lot of B films. Well, he was on. Uh, well, so that he did. It takes a thief, and then he did um, uh, switch with yeah. Eddie Albert. With Eddie Albert, who's another one of my huge crushes, and so like I need the both of those shows. He looks amazing in, and then heart um, to heart, baby. He had a production company with Natalie Wood called Rona Productions, which nowadays seems like don't say Rona, never say Rona, not any Rona. Coronavirus. Oh, there, yeah, there you go, yeah. Um, and now he is married to Jill St. John, Mm. who was was a Bond girl, and uh, the the female villain lead in the first episode of the Batman TV show with uh, Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. Ooh, who should Robert Wagner have played Ooh, on Batman I'm 66? Look, I'm looking at all my my Batman villains. My Batman. I mean, villains. too, like, I think like two faces who you always go to when you're like, well, they're a big, but he was younger. Yeah, he was younger. I mean, I Clayface, although I think Hayden Rourke should have been Clayface. He would have been Over a the, he would have been a great clayface. The old actor. He would have been a great clayface. He would have been a great um Hatman. 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 Oh, Hatman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Catman. Catman. Cat the, the, the counterpoint oh, to Catwoman god. was Catman. Oh god. Thomas yes. Blake, the, the Catman was virtually Jonathan Hart. They look the same. They're both you know, extremely chested with, with chest yeah. hair all over the, the Nicholas Scott. That's the artist, right? From yeah, yeah, yeah. Her yeah. Catman, so hot. Um, and oh, Brad and al- also, uh, Jonathan Hart exists in the Marvel Universe because Jack of Hearts, his real name is Jonathan Hart. <laughs> For some reason, like he, they just called him Jack Hart, H A R T, forever. And then the most recent She Hulk run, Rainbow Rowell, like established, no, his full name is Jonathan Hart. And I lost my fucking mind. I don't think she intended that, but like, I've got to say, the Rainbow Rowell uh, run of She Hulk has been very good. Yeah, I need to catch up. God, um, it just relaunched like in October. Uh, are you ready for the must have facts? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Make them happen. Um, okay. So, so this episode of television was this deranged episode of television was watched by <laughs> 16 and a half million people who tuned in and were like, yes, this is heart to heart this week. A plus, uh, it was number 15 for the week. It was never a huge hit. I think this one might actually be like the peak of its popularity. Hmm. Uh, the top six programs of the week. Number six was the Jefferson's five was. NFL something or other. Uh, four was Three's Company. Three was Dukes of Hazard. Two was Dallas, and number one was Sixty Minutes. And it was a big deal that Sixty Minutes beat Dallas this week. All the <laughs> newspapers were writing about. <clears throat> what, what was the what was the topic? Oh, I don't I don't know. I should actually look that up. What was well, the topic? Of... <laughs> I don't I don't I don't even know how you'd look that up. Uh, yeah, I'll figure it out. Oh, you look at old newspapers. Uh, yeah. So the ABC Tuesday night lineup was 
Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, Too Close for Comfort, and then Heart to Heart. So, holy, like, they had that That's That's pretty good. That is really good. Now, the uh, the saddest uh, must-have fact that I have is that uh, Natalie Wood drowned five days after this aired. Aye. So, yeah, this is uh, November 24th. She drowned November 29th, 1981. So this is the last episode that aired before she died. Um uh when it when it uh the the night that it that it aired November 24th 1981 Typhoon Irma struck the Philippines killing 408 people. Jeez. Bringing a storm surge that killed another 270. Um I've been reading this verbatim from uh the Wikipedia article for for the day. <laughs> for that day. Um, also the first surface to air missile launched or something like that. I don't know. It was um, probably Dodsworth so, Nash. <laughs> I need to get rid of this missile before the cops get me. No. Yeah. So like, so, uh, wild time, wild time. For, oh, for and Obama. just, just to go back, uh, John Daner was in one episode of have gun will travel. Oh yeah. Despite- I, I feel like that's on the day. Robert Wagner was probably you know, talking about. So I was somebody talking to him about, oh, so you're on a half gun will travel back on the radio show. Like, so he's like, I'll add this line just for you. <laughs> like, yeah. God. Oh. Um, I'm sure so Warren was very happy for it. Good. Uh, what are you watching tonight? Uh, it is on ABC. We got heart to heart. The episode is described in the newspaper as Jonathan learns that his nearly fatal accident was planned by an eccentric art collector who wants to add Jennifer to his collection. On CBS, we have the premiere of the TV movie, A Small Killing. Edward Asner, Gene Simmons, an undercover cop and a female professor posing as a bag lady, trail a killer with help from a motley crew of elderly street people. Is this Gene Simmons from Kiss? Or is no, it different- J-E-L, man, that'd be great. Ah. G- G- yeah. And then on, on NBC, an episode of Flamingo Road, Wealthy Michael Tyrone comes to Truro and uses his girlfriend, who is Sam's ex-wife, in a plot to gain valuable land. So oh, I'm, wa- I'm watching Heart to Heart because I'm an eccentric art collector. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to show once again my picture of John Saxon. Yeah. <laughs> is autographed. Oh, yeah, I'm watching Heart to Heart. I am. This is 1981. I am. I mean. Oh God! Usually, this is where we where we uh, fantasize about where we would be, and I'm like, man, it's 1981, and I'm in Los Angeles. I'm hanging out with Jonathan Hart. I'm hanging out with Robert Wagner. You have to hang out with Robert Wagner. Yeah, who's uh, you know just putting you all get those. Invited? Yeah, there. I mean, I, you know, I. You might be on the boat. I mean, if I could time travel, I would. If, I would. If you were his friend, you might be like I would Christopher Walken. You might be history. on the boat with him. I would tell Christopher Walken, no, you're not coming. I don't know what I'm you're bringing. I'm going to be there. And uh, or actually, how's about we just don't go on the fucking boat? Don't go on the boat. Don't go on the boat. I know Bail y'all land. love sailing. Y'all really, really love sailing. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of fun things you can do. You can go to your local library. Libraries, it's Thanksgiving. You know, tons of books. It was things. It was like the weekend after Thanksgiving. So like, yeah, terrible. do something else. But anyway, yeah, it's 1981 Disney World is open. Disney World has been open for 10 years. God, I would be submitting scripts to heart to heart. I would be writing 
insane. I would be writing Jonathan Hart water polo episodes. <laughs> Sending it. Please make this happen. Jonathan Hart joins the diving team. Jonathan I'd, Hart I'd, goes undercover as a Chippendale. Like I'd write a scene where Max admits that he killed and ate somebody. <laughs> it was the Pacific. We were lost. <laughs> I was hungry. And this guy was he wasn't going to make it. it it's hungry. basically like the opening of Christmas in Connecticut, except the guy actually eats the other guy on the raft. Yeah. Christmas in Connecticut has a wild opening, by the way. <laughs> I think that Mac, they, you could do a lot with Max, just kind of like like drop little hints to all the weird stuff that Max has done in his life. And Jonathan completely is fine with it. Oh, I love it. Uh, Max is essentially like the uh, Alexis from Schitt's Creek. Like that's the running <laughs> gags they should have gotten from him. Um, but uh, yeah, on, on IMDb, 112 Hardies. They rated this a 7.7 .7 out of 10. 7.7 .7 out of 10. Oh, I would give, I would give this like an, 8.3 I'd probably give this a 7.9 yeah I do think it's this is this is one of the more insane heart to heart episodes well so it was very it was very strange I was not <laughs> expecting any when when I'm expecting like oh he wants to marry her because I think there I read some kind of like synopsis that said that and I'm like, oh, okay. She just wants like, and I'm like, why did Brett pick this? Oh, he doesn't want to marry her. He wants to keep her in a terrarium, like a turtle. Yeah. And he thinks that she would be totally fine with this. She's like, well, He's just giving her salad. I've given her the salad. I've given her clothes. I've given it's her got the salad. lemon dressing that she loves. I gave her bed. I love the, I love that they went through the trouble of making a, a door. That opens up to glass that is in front of a brick wall. You're going to need to give her some vitamin D supplements because she's not going to get any sun. No, she's underground. Oh, man. Yeah. Look, like I'm not telling you how to keep your human prisoner. Yeah. I'm just saying but... they're considerate. You have a pet. You have a responsibility. Uh, must see performance. I am going to give this to Stephanie Powers. I do remember at one point someone did call me out on <laughs> not giving Stephanie Powers enough due uh, in these episodes because I am so in love with Robert Wagner and every single time <laughs> he's on screen I cannot think about anything other than kissing him um, and this is uh, okay I'm getting distracted she's so good in this episode she's a great actress in this episode she really sells they are like okay Stephanie Powers you have currently woken up you are in a glass uh, you're, you're in a terrarium uh go you know like, and she <laughs> sells it with tears and like oh she's great i would you know i'm gonna give ben piazza his due because he's i don't so know if good. anyone ever i don't know if anyone <clears throat> ever ever did i thought he had a great performance in this he he was he was a henchman he was he was kane the henchman and i was like you know what as far as henchmen go he's probably the best he's one of the best yeah he's up there with bob the goon yeah from batman <laughs> <laughs> who I always thought was uh, Larry from Newhart or um, Daryl or Daryl <clears throat> or maybe um, <clears throat> yeah or I was going to say like uh, I now I can't remember his name Danny Trejo yeah just in general yeah uh, and must other people see this episode 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, because I honestly think we didn't even scratch the surface of the insanity. It's so strange. It's it's great, though. Like, it's great TV. Like, I like this. This is good TV. <laughs> I mean, why? Why? They just don't make TV like this anymore. Poker face is as close as we've as we've gotten. But even that is prestige. And you're only getting eight. They had to crank out like over 20 of these a year. And every <laughs> single week, a new predicament, new cast, new locations. Well, if, if I'm ever over, over at your house and hanging out and we're just hanging out and usually we watch like Yankee in the South, which I don't I don't mind watching Ooh. more Yankee in the South. We want to shout out Yankee in the South. Shout out Yankee in the South. Yes, um, yes, yes. Uh, we if you turned on heart to heart any episode, I'd be like, hells, yeah. I mean, we haven't even talked about the um, disco dancing cruise or the uh, bodybuilding competition or the fashion show. There is a fashion show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I guess, yeah, there are episodes where Jennifer has a doppelganger and Jonathan has a doppelganger. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so tropes. God, I just love it so much. But I mean, that is everything. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Please go to the YouTube's and watch yeah. the special heart to heart treat that we got for you. Uh, Brett, where can people find you online if they want to get in touch? People can find me online uh, at Brett White on Instagram, and you can follow my drag exploits. Uh, as Barb Hardly on YouTube at Barb Hardly and Instagram at Barb Hardly. Ethan, where can people find you? Uh, Ethan K fifty five on Instagram. It's a fun mm-hmm. place to be. And please continue to email musthaveseentv at gmail dot com. Uh, comment on anything, personal accounts anywhere. Like we'll talk. Yeah, we don't. And we don't bite. We're not snow leopards. <laughs> None <laughs> of you are the hosting us. Thanks, Acast. We're, and, all, uh, we're, we're all our own kind of Carl. And next week is the 90s where we will be talking about Lorenzo Lamas and Renegade. Or <laughs> 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 Silk Stockings? No, Pacific Blue? We're not talking about, oh, so we're not talking about sitcoms anymore? Now we're no, talking we are. about... No, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about, we will talk about anything. Uh, we'll talk about a fun sitcom. But yeah. This, this is virtually a sitcom. Come on. It is a... There are situations and it is funny. Yes. <laughs> People tell jokes. The bare minimum for a sitcom. <clears throat> Yay. Bye. Bye, everybody. Na-na-na-na.